Andy and the worship team, and some of those are sitting here. They, they do a great job week after week. Now they get, a, they get to tear down and head over and get ready to do the same thing out at Life, uh, Life uh, House, too. So uh, a couple different graphics here real quick. Uh, the VIP card should have came to you in the mail, and we're getting them to you in the program this week and next week. There's plenty of space on the back, and give this to somebody. Tell them what we're having for dinner. Tell them they're a very important person. They're going to receive a gift bag with all kinds of great stuff in it. You'll hear more about that later. Please use these if you get a chance. And the other thing is, is last week, I know it was Labor Day, but we started this series with uh, Let's Rally Together, and we went over six things that are important to us as a church. And that's why people are sitting up front and moving in. That's one of the things that they heard. Could you go online and listen to the message? And the notes are there too. If you weren't here last week, please go do that. So that'll help us begin this series on rallying together. And then, of course, uh, after this, we're having Biagio's Donuts. Uh, Mr. Biagio, I used to know him. I worked uh, in 76 uh, for 14 years uh, on... um, I used to work at Arrow Welding in Eastlake there. He has a recipe. I don't know how long he's been in business, several decades. He's since passed, but they haven't changed the recipe. You're going to be blessed today to have Biagio's Donuts. I think we got enough that Bonnie doesn't have to cut him in half. You can have a hole today, so take your medicine ahead of time. So, All right? Here, if you're going to make your 5'5", five five, you ought to really. I don't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> I don't want to mess up my hair. going to have to really yell. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sorry for you then. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't even see the high five. This is going to be tough. We're going to work with it. Okay. So, right now we're going to do our high five. Hopefully you guys already know what it is because I'm not going to say it this morning. Um, but, so the question this morning is, true or false? Super, Superman was supposed to be bald. So get up, go find five different people and see if they know the answer to that question. <laughs> Superman was supposed to be bald. Is that true or false? I can't breathe so high you can't see. No. I can if you want me to. All right, everyone, come grab a seat. Come grab a seat. Okay, it's a little, it's a little bit better without that hat on. I can actually breathe and talk to you guys now. feel a little bit more comfortable now. I'm trying to snuff me out. Uh, I, I agree with that. <laughs> um, so any guesses? Any guesses for the answer, true or false? False? You guys think it's false because you're all wrong. It is true. He was supposed to be bald, which... Actually, fun fact for you guys, that's what Pastor Evan's going to look like after September 30th. So I'm pretty excited for that. 
they probably don't know what you're talking about. That's because they don't read the details, and I'm not bringing it up. Because uh, if we break the record here, all I know is, is you're going to get your head buzzed. That's all I know. So, <laughs> All right. Three guys I want to talk to you about today. They all represented in this opening video clip. Roll it. The United States Treasury Department presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. part about that is is there's old people here old enough to remember those originals and there's a lot of young people that's like that's not what i know of anything like that superman in black and white you know the top of your notes i have take your pick and i would say pick your cell phone or pick your uh, uh your sermon notes there follow along today if you were going to be a superhero I'm, uh, there's all kinds of inventions and stuff today i just kind of would like to focus would you be superman would you be batman would you be spider-man and if you were going to be each one of those which of the superpowers would you pick you know, would you pick flying high and fast in a locomotive or, you know, uh, one of the things most people don't know about Batman and is he had a, a, a genius IQ. That's why all of the different things that he invented and all the different things and Spider-Man had the spidey senses can climb up a wall and all the different things like that. So I, as you think about that, I, I'd like to talk to you about superheroes today, but every one of those superheroes that I mentioned today, you know, or anybody else was lacking one thing. One thing, if you could maybe see if you could pick it up as we talk about five different aspects of a superhero. Number one, fill it in in your notes if you would. Maybe you never thought about this, I just was meditating on it, but superheroes care. I don't know if people think about that much, but one of the things that draws us to like a superhero is that they care. They're remarkably kind of like selfless. They have a high moral standard. They're driven to do good with what they have, the powers that they have and the different things they have. You know, I asked you the question, which of the superpowers would you like to have? And I, I just wonder to myself, you know, who among us would use them for nothing but good and not wrong, you know? I mean, I know if I had superpowers and I could fly and I could jump and stuff like that, I would join basketball. I would play basketball in the, the NBA and, and I would fly higher and I'd make, it to, I'd make a lot of money and I, would, um, uh, and I would make it into the Hall of Fame and... 
there would be no argument about MJ or LBJ. No argument about which of the two, Michael uh, Jordan or uh, LeBron James. It would be EN is the greatest. I would settle it once and for all because I would blow all of their records out. I mean, how would we care if we had superpowers about anybody other than ourselves? Now, you know our superhero is Jesus Christ, right? Our superhero is Jesus, the Messiah, Christ. He cares for us. And you have in your notes Psalm 144, verse 3. Such an interesting way that uh, God says how much he cares for you and me. It says, Lord, what are human beings that you care for them? Mere mortals that you think of them? And, of course, maybe it is we have such a high standard of ourselves and don't realize how high and lifted up God is and separate from us that he cares about us. You do know in Genesis, when he made mankind, he got to the place where he said his heart was grieved that he made man. And so what did he do? He had a flood to destroy all of mankind so he could start over for Noah and his family. I mean, what is mankind that you think about them? On a human level, most powerful and rich people don't want to be bothered with the poor. They don't want them in their presence. They don't want them inside their house, let alone inside their gates. Really rich people don't give two hoots. They, they, they may do a commercial for it, but it's interesting to always find out and see what it is that they're giving towards it. Superheroes care. And Jesus Christ, our superhero, cared. Uh, Christians, and we follow the example of Jesus Christ. He's our superhero. He cared enough to put on human flesh and became man because he cared. Every one of those things that you know states that he cared about you. Why does Spider-Man or Superman or Batman, why do they care about anybody else? Why don't they just do what they do for themselves? It shows they care our superheroes, and we follow him, we care about other people because we care about eternity. Everybody you know will live forever. Before they were born, mm -mm. but now they're going to live for. You care about their eternity, and you care about them not carrying their sins into eternity because that would be very bad news. Superheroes care about others. Jesus cares about you. The question then comes, who do I care about? Who do you care about this month to say VIP Sunday, come? We're getting ready to break the record. Come. Come next week for next week back to church Sunday. Number two, superheroes not only care, they rescue, as if you didn't know that. I'm probably not going to share anything new with you, but, you know, Batman shows up just at the right time, right? He thinks his Batman thing, throws it up on top, climbs the wall, you know, and you pow, biff, that, the other. Some of you, you know, the, the Batmans you're used to today, they don't use such silly things, but the, they rescue people, and people that are in need, people in trouble, people in danger. They could be off, like I said, enjoying life. Why do they care? Well, they, they care to rescue, and Jesus knew that all of mankind was in need of being rescued. That, that's what Jesus is all about. Jesus is about rescue. He's on a rescue mission. What can we do about the danger that we're in because of our sin? What can we do to get ourselves out of it? Nothing. Like many shows that you see, they need Superman. They need Spider-Man. They need Batman. They need somebody to rescue them, and we need to rescue us. There's nothing I can do about my sin. I cannot pay for it. I need somebody. I need God. I need the deity of God. Romans 3 verse 22 through 24. Could you underline the word all when you see it? 
There's no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. So two times the word all is used. I wonder if it means all. I mean, all sin, they fall short of the God's standard, right? They fall short of God's glory. Yeah, everybody has sin. And that says to me, you know, every child, every baby that's ever born, every one of them, all of them need somebody to feed them. All of them. If somebody doesn't feed them, they're not going to make it, among other things. But then the passage of Scripture says all can be justified by grace. You know, I wonder if that means all. <laughs> all have sinned, all can be justified. Doesn't mean all are. All are sinners. All can be justified freely if they come to Jesus Christ. All children, babies who are born, if they're going to survive, if they don't have any other issues, it's because somebody else feeds them. All babies. None of them can take care of themselves. And this passage of Scripture says, all Christians know that we need rescuing. We know that we have sinned. We know that we need a personal relationship with Christ. And we know that superheroes rescue people in whatever situation they find themselves in. But have you ever watched a superhero rescue somebody because they sinned and forgave them of their sins? Our superhero did. That's what makes him our superhero. These superheroes, they can inconvenience themselves with their personal lives to rescue friends and family. But let me ask you a question. Who will you inconvenience yourself? Who will you pray about? We've been talking about this. Who will you invite so that they can come to know and be rescued of their sin? Who told you about the rescuer? Do you know the majority of people in church, I don't know the stats, I'm going to say 75, if I remember correctly, somewhere about 75% of the people, thereabouts, who are in church today and are followers of Jesus Christ is because somebody invited them. Somebody invited them. And probably you're thinking to yourself in your mind, I wonder who invited me. And so I ask you the question, who are you going to VIP Who will you let know you are a very important person to Jesus Christ? Number three, superheroes are gifted, right? Faster than a speeding bullet, genius level intelligence, spider senses and strength, you know. They use every strength, every gift they have to help other people, not for themselves. You know, it's so interesting to see how all of the gifts and all the strengths and everything that they have, they're using for somebody else. And Jesus used his strength, He used it, his giftedness, which was, he was God. Jesus was the eternal son of God. That's what we're learning on Wednesday and Thursday nights at Bible study. You're welcome to come out and learn with us. But he was deity, and he used it, his deity, his giftedness, to pay for our sins. What else or who else could ever forgive sins, since sins are committed there against the Father, against the Holy God? It's got to be a holy God. He used it, his giftedness. He took on flesh, and Jesus poured out his gifts on us by the Holy Spirit. Do you know that uh, Ephesians 4, 10, 11, and 12, when Jesus died, and when he ascended, it says, he poured out gifts on his people. Look at this passage of Scripture in Romans 12. 
For just as each of us has one body with many members, okay? He's going to use the picture of the body of Christ to this body. It's, it's, a, it's a picture word, okay? And these members do not all have the same function. Everybody here, if you were all hands, you could walk nowhere. If you were all hands, you could smell nothing. He draws a very, very clear picture. Head, body, arms, you know, feet, toe, you know, we are one body. So in Christ, he transitions. Though many, though we are many, uh, form one body, and each member belongs to all the other. You can't smell something unless the hands pick it up and bring it close, unless it fills the air, you know. You can't walk over there and give a hug unless the feet take you over there. All of our gifts in the church, you understand this? All the giftedness of superheroes are for somebody else. And guess what? Yours is too. That's why the connection ministry, I don't know if Dwayne's in the back with our children, but Jill is here. If you have not been a part of the connection ministry, it'll help you know your giftedness. Verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. You are gifted. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are gifted. It goes beyond just natural talent. It might pull some of that in, but it's used for the church. Uh, Jesus, his gift was for himself, was not for himself. It's the same picture. His wasn't for him. He didn't need to be saved from his sins. You know, if I'm a preacher, I, I don't need to preach to myself. I need to preach to you, and you need to preach to me, and the worship team needs to minister to us, and the ushers greet and welcome, and we form one body. You know, and Bonnie serves donuts. That's the most spiritual thing we'll do today. <laughs> if your body was nothing but a bunch of hands, it would be no useless. And if the church is all one gift, all one purpose, then the church Let me give you an example of probably a traditional church that you know about. In a traditional church... The minister, the pastor, the priest does all ministry. That is anti-biblical. It is anti-biblical. You don't want me doing a lot of things that I'm not gifted at. Therefore, you don't always expect me. We help each other. We minister to each other. And that's the purpose of the body. What makes a great church great is all of us using our gifts for everybody else. Just like a superhero, you know, what does Superman need to fly fast for? What, what did Jesus need to die on a cross for? Folks, our gifts are for each other. What is your gift and how are you using it for the body of Christ? Number four, so superheroes are despised. Superheroes are despised. They, they have their enemies, you know, uh, the Joker, the Riddler, the opposite, you know, of, of uh, Batman, you know. Uh, my favorite opposition, I was actually going to play a clip, but I wasn't sure we had enough time, is uh, J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. He has the, he's the guy that has the, the newspaper that Peter Parker l- works for, and he hates, he hates uh, Spider-Man. And, and, and somebody's always coming in and somebody's always talking to him. His, his secretary's always telling him his wife's calling, his wife's calling, this, that, the other. In one of the clips I was going to show you, he, he's talking and he's telling Peter Parker, I want pictures of Spider-Man. He's a menace. I hate him. He's a menace to our, our city and everything. Else. And his secretary comes in and his secretary says, your wife called. She lost the checkbook. And he's without a beat. He says, thanks for the good news. And now give me pictures of Peter Parker. Did you get it? Thank you for the good news. My wife lost her checkbook. Okay, some of this. Sorry about that. I should have played the clip. Okay. <laughs> Jesus 
had his enemies. Isn't it interesting? The superheroes we're talking about, they do nothing but good and help people, and there's people that hate them. That is so interesting. When I read this passage of Scripture and I study Jesus, Jesus had his opponents. Look at uh, John 10, verse 31 we'll start at. Again, his Jewish opponents, Jesus' Jewish opponents, picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to him, I've shown you many good works from the Father. I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these good works do you stone me? He said, we're not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blaspheme, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Now, it's quite interesting that there will be some cults out there that won't believe Jesus is God. But yet, in his day and age, they knew the Jewish people knew the claims that you're the only son of God. You're the, the son. This, they knew the claims. And so he simply says, you know, all of these good works were prophesied about. And Jesus told them, if you don't believe what I say, he said, believe what you see because all of these were prophesied. If you study the Old Testament, you'll see that this is the works of the Messiah. And so he points out, I'm the Messiah by asking them, which of the good works do you stone me for? That's basically how he points it out. So I ask myself the question, who is opposed to you because you're a Christian? Who is opposed to you because you won't lie at work, you won't steal a little bit, you won't join the party, you won't join the sinning and the carousing? Who? Who is it that is opposed to you because you're going to do what's right as best that you know how as a Christian? You find yourself in good company, don't you? You find yourself in good company. Jesus also said, you know, if they hated him, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. There's a group of people, they'll be drawn to Christianity. And there's a group of people, they will hate Christianity. Who is opposed to you? And why did Jesus tell us that? He told us that for two reasons. Number one, so that you would expect, not be surprised that there'll be people against you. Expect it. Don't go around, don't be a troublemaker, don't get a big black Bible, hit somebody in the head. I'm not telling you to do that, but when you stand for what is right, you're the smell of what smells good to some people. And other people, man, you stink because they, don't, they, they want to get involved in all of the bad stuff in the world. And they want to cut corners and they want to cheat. He said you know, that so we expect it. The other thing is, is he said it so we would develop thick skin. Thick skin. Sometimes Christians are a little whiny. Sometimes Christians say, well, I stood up for this and they did that, you know? One of the godliest men that I know said, Evan, Christians need to develop some thick skin. How thick is your skin? Can, can you stand up and do us right and not really care what somebody else says? Do you know who you are in Christ and understand your reward is not on this earth? But yet the God of heaven sees you and blesses you and is good to you and his presence is with you because you do what is right. I am not teaching us to irritate people. I'm just teaching us to do and go and live right and when the world doesn't like it, to understand, yeah, they did the same thing to Jesus Christ. Our superhero power, uh, it needs to be developed. Ours is thick skin. That's, our, that's one of the best superpowers we could have, thick skin. Do what you need to do. Do it in love. Do it gently. And whatever somebody says or does, you know, I, let it bounce off of you. Let it bounce off of you. Number five, superheroes have weaknesses, right? Kryptonite for Superman. Batman, he 
He hates bats. He has, if he falls in where there's a bunch of bats, it drives him crazy. Uh, they can't be everywhere at once, superheroes. Uh, they can't hear all cries for help. If they're on the other side of the world, I know some of them have good hearing, but you know, uh, some who want to be rescued in some of the episodes were not rescued. That's one of the tensions that they put on there, you know. And most of them, the crazy part about it is, is they almost all work alone. I understand the adventures has come along, this, that, the other, but it's just like, you know, did you ever see, did you watch the movie, see how hard it was for all of the superheroes to get along? They, they kind of like to just work alone. That cannot be among us. Our weakness can't be that we're divided. Because our strength comes when we are together. Satan wants us divided so very badly. He wants you to get upset at somebody, you know. The bait of Satan is a book that's out that talks about, oh, well, he offended me. Last week I did six things that need to take place in the church, you know. I asked people to sit down front. I asked people to talk to people about their children. Different things. That's why you need to go online and listen to it. And it's just like, you know, can I, was I offended? And I, well, I, I took that risk. I took that risk with the hope that you would be understand and know well enough. So please go online and take a listen to that. Psalm 133. What a, what a passage of Scripture to talk about what is pleasant to God. Now, once again, a picture word. Here's verse 1. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. What's it like? It's like precious oil poured on the beard, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. A picture of an incensed oil. There's a formula in the Old Testament for the oil, the anointing oil, and it had these fragrances in it. Verse 3. It is as if the dew falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forever. This church starts to pick up sides. We're going to be divided. This church starts to point fingers at one another. Satan is going to laugh. And Satan, he's going to, he's going to divide us and separate us. The number one thing that Jesus tells us, if you have a situation with somebody, pick up the phone and call them. Go talk to them. Work it out between the two of you. And if you can't do that, bring some of the leaders of the church. Yeah, these guys all have their weaknesses, but ours, our strength is unity. We live in unity when we can't let our small differences divide us. So let me ask you a question. What is the most pleasant fragrant to you in the world? Maybe you have a couple of them. What is it that you smell and just like, ah, you know? The story, several weeks back, Maria forgot to set her clock on Sunday morning. But every Sunday morning of the week, every Sunday morning, I make coffee because, you know, if she's not working, she's working, I make coffee. So she comes to church and she says, I forgot to set my alarm. But she said, Elizabeth, she smelled the coffee and it woke her up. She is an addict. She, she needs coffee. I kid you not, next week when she's here, you can ask her that, you know, and she's proud of it. What is, isn't it interesting? The smell of, I, I, I talk to uh, people, uh, uh, husbands and wives when they're widowed or something like that and they, they pick up their clothing and they just, they smell that person and something about them. What is the most pleasant fragrant to you? I don't know what it is, but I know what the most pleasant fragrant is to Jesus Christ. It's when we forget our differences and we say, I, 
union, non-union, whatever it is, we are together. That smells good to God. We live in unity. So superheroes, they, 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 they have a weakness. You know, they, they kind of want to try to do everything by themselves. Christians, we have our weaknesses, but our superhero, Jesus Christ, has none. So if you would turn your notes over, I'll wrap up here in just a second. Next two, three weeks, uh, the 23rd is VIP Sunday. You understand the V stands for very, I, important, but the most important per- letter there is P. People. Jesus Christ died for people. People, very important people. I, I, I can remember a time I was invited to a Cavs game by somebody uppity up. He gave me this thing to wear around my neck. I went everywhere I wanted to go. Sat in the front seats at halftime, went into the back where only go. There was all kinds of food there. The mayor was there, all kinds of important people. After the game where the uh, players were, I got a couple different. I got somebody, whoever was number 11 about 15 years ago, I got to say, I don't even know where it's at. But because I had a VIP tag on, man, I was, man, I was special. I got the sweat from the players on me. And that Sunday, VIP Sunday, everybody here, we are going to make anybody you bring here understand how important they are to Jesus. They are important to Jesus. If you come here any Sunday, this is what we want you to know. We're going to give you a, a, a VIP bag, and you'll see some of the stuff that'll be in there. We got stuff to put in there, some great stuff. We're going to have a great meal. And folks, what we're going to do is, is make sure all of our friends and everybody here is a, is a guest for the first time, they're going to get to sit and eat first, right? They're going to sit and eat first because we're going to care about them. The asterisk in your notes is this. Who will you rescue? Uh, if you're on top of it, you say, Evan, I, I really can't rescue anyone. I get that. But if you were trapped in a room and you were trapped and there was fire in there and nobody knew the way out and you found a way out and came back and say, listen, I found a way out. Let's get out of here. You would probably be that person's hero for the rest of their life. Matter of fact, we're going to close with the song Hero by Cutlass if you, if you and Ryan would come. They would think, man, for the rest of my life, you know, and you think about 9-11, how it's coming up and people that were rescued, they still to this day say these people were my hero. Because to be a hero, you don't have to be the top hero in Christianity. You can be a little hero, a follower of Christ, leading people to Christ. If you invite somebody to VIP Sunday and they come to find who Christ is, you will be special to them for the rest of your life. They will remember you. You will be their hero. We will treat them like a VIP. Now, I chose Superman I chose Batman and I chose Spider-Man because each of them in their super title had the name man. That's why I chose all of them. And our superhero, Jesus, is the God-man so that he could rescue man. That is our, our superhero. Uh, And there will be heroes in eternity that will remember you, those who you invited, who come to know. And I I started with this, and I'm going to end with this. I ask you the question, you know, every person who was ever rescued by Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, every person was still going to die. Every one of them. Their rescuing was temporary on this earth. 
And I open by asking you and me, and maybe some of you picked up on it. If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? How about on a spiritual plane? The ability to forgive people of their sins. That ain't our power. But we sure do know the one that can. We sure can point people to the one who can forgive them of their sins. And so as this song is played, you you have a couple of lines underneath there. Have you been praying about somebody? I I wrote somebody's name in there. I'm working to get somebody's uh, phone number that I'm going to give a VIP card to. I'm going to write some information on the back. I'm going to let people know about that, and I want you to do that. And the words of this song, you know, whoever said, if you fail, don't try again. You ever tried to tell somebody about Christ and failed? Welcome to the club. It's the ordinary. Don't you love that line? You could be a hero. You could change the world for somebody. You could be a hero. And I'll tell you what, you lead somebody to Christ, you bring them uh, to church and they come to know Christ, whatever Superman did for somebody, it won't compare in all eternity of what you did for them. Maybe we could just turn those lights down a little bit and let you guys meditate and see who the Lord puts on your heart and mind today.
In Romans, Romans 15, verses 1 and 2, Paul wrote, uh, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should, be, each of us should please our neighbors uh, for their good, to build them up. Um, I was thinking about heroes. I have four. Oddly enough, they're all women. And it starts years ago when Jesus used Sherry Jans. And then her daughter, Sarah. My daughter, Ashley. And my wife, Bonnie. Without these four women, I don't know where I'd be. I wouldn't be here, that's for sure. Um, so I really want everybody to think about who they can be a hero to this week. Lose your fear. Get out there. Be bold. Christ gave us so many opportunities to do his will. Don't let yours get in the way of his. Uh, Father God, please just, we thank you so much, first of all, for the uh, message uh, today that you laid on Evan's heart because it all boils down to this. We all have gifts. We're each and every one of us different. Um, I play guitar. Other guys play guitars. Some are better. Some aren't. Um, but you level the playing field by giving us all, each and every one, the one gift that many of us just fail to choose, and that is to serve you and spread the good news of the salvation that we can attain through you. Father God, please just use us this week in any way, shape, or form. Drop our inhibitions, drop our fears, and just let us be the bold people that we need to be to help share your good news. In your son's holy name I pray, amen. Good morning, everyone. Nice to see you today, this uh, rainy morning, uh, but dry in here for sure. So I, I do have a few announcements. Before I start uh, that, uh, the ushers are going to come down this morning, and we have a, uh, a little booklet called a Friendship Pad. And for everyone here, we'd like you to fill that out uh, with your name and your address and so forth so that we uh, can use that in the office for ministry purposes. And uh, if you'd like some information sent to you weekly from Pastor Evan, you can make sure your email is nice and clear there, and that will help us right out. Uh, as we said, uh, there's a whole lot of information in the program today, so please refer to that, including a two-month look ahead. So I'm going to try to hit just a couple high points here just to uh, refresh your memory and to leave it fresh in your mind when you leave. Uh, first off, obviously this month, September, is the September to Remember. It's a great song that we sang today as well. Um, so every Sunday in September is a different theme, as you know already, and uh, to this week coming up is going to be uh, the theme um, back to church on Sunday. So uh, for that to take place, anyone who has been off for a long time and coming back Sunday will receive a special uh, gift bag with a number of items in it. So, And also, everybody will get a bagged lunch. So good thing to do next Sunday coming back, back to church Sunday. Uh, also then coming up, as we talked about, is September 23rd is our VIP Sunday. And that's going to be a real special event for uh, people that you would all invite, and the people that would lay on 
your heart, the Lord will lay on your heart to invite to come to our service that day. And uh, it's going to be special. We're going to have a special gift bag for people. We're also going to have a very special lunch that will include uh, Chef Antonio's specialties, uh, roast beef and chicken, uh, potatoes, a salad, and dessert. So it's going to be a really fabulous lunch to just recognize how special people are and all of you as well. So please consider that. Mark it down. September 23rd, very important. Uh, just to keep in mind, obviously, for all these events to take place, we need a lot of help from people to put that on. So if uh, you'd like to help out in any way, uh, Nancy Medved has uh, got information that she can plug you into, and also Bonnie Hanzak, who's doing and coordinating the food. Just two areas that you can help out in. Uh, there's some sign-up information at the Welcome Center right out in the lobby. So if you'd like to help in some way, that'd be a great way to do it. So September, September to remember, a lot of things going on, really important. Be glad to help and certainly ask for your participation. Shifting gears a little bit, also in September, September 20th, we're starting our children's program, the Iwana program. It's a wonderful program for children uh, to get to know the Lord and also have a lot of fun. And like most of our activities, that also needs some volunteers. And there's a flyer in the program that uh, can get you some uh, plugged into some of the needs. And uh, the more people that help, the easier it is for everybody and the more children we could reach. So if you've got a special place in your heart for that, uh, the WANA team could sure use you. And that starts for the children on September 20th. Also, uh, Jill Zimmerman, who is uh, right over here, she could even stand up raise your hand. She's our director of uh, outreach activities and uh, outreach uh, takes a lot of work and, uh, and it's also a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things that we've done in the past is the trunk or treat activity which is the end of October. It's uh, been very successful in the past. It's, uh, we hope to have another successful one this year but like a big activity like that it takes a lot of planning. And so we're starting to plan that activity now, so it's just a perfect opportunity. If any of you are interested in getting involved with the Trunk or Treat activity, uh, they have a meeting coming up here uh, this Monday, which is tomorrow, and it's going to be right here at the church. And uh, there's some information about that in the program. The meeting will be uh, at 6 o'clock here and uh, start outlining what the activities are, how you might be plugged in to be able to help out. Uh, if you are interested in helping out and you can't be at the meeting, you could also talk to Jill or there's a sign-up uh, thing out there in the, uh, at the Welcome Center where you can sign up for that too. So lots of things going on. We look forward to your help and participation. And I'll leave you with one final note. Our Bible studies.